Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. Dog lovers? Any dog lovers? Cat lovers? Dog lovers are probably going to understand this message better than cat lovers, but I had to kind of use that to get you started here. If you have a dog, some of you probably have some really good dogs, but the dogs that I'm used to are the ones that I see the most. When you try to get them to do something, they look at you with this cocked head, you know? They tip it, and their ears go up, and they're sitting there looking at you like you are the biggest idiot in the world. They don't understand. Of course, uh, they can't reason the way that a human being can. So what we have to do with them is is kind of guide them along. And based on our tone of voice, our actions, our demeanor, they begin to understand what we want. That's how we communicate with animals. Now, if you're one of the cat people, uh, you're just out. They won't do nothing. And this kind of separates some of us. God is trying to do that same thing to us. He's trying to get us to do certain things, and we sit there and we look. And we tip our heads and our ears go up and we're listening. But you see, we want him to physically show up and give us this audible command, then we'll do it. But we don't quite understand. This is like a dog trying to figure out what we want. So he's got to kind of guide us the same way that we do a dog. Now, a lot of you probably know how I am with my dogs. You ask nicely, please, I want you to go through that door over there. Go through that door. And they don't go. So you get around them, you see. Go. Go. Get. Go over there. Pretty soon you're to the point where you have the choker collar on them, and you're dragging them. Come through the door. I just want... And they don't go, and of course, I'm not beyond giving them a little kick in the... Is that what God has to do with you? You don't quite understand this command that he wants, and you're not taking a very good hint, and pretty soon, he's got to put the choker collar on you and start dragging you. And we don't like it. And when he gives us a kick in the butt, We don't like it. In fact, we say, the all-loving God I know wouldn't do that, so it must not be from God, so whatever's through that door has got to be from the enemy. How's he going to get you through the door? You won't listen to his commands. He's trying to guide you. He's trying to get around you. Now, this happens in a lot of different ways. It could be the church or some friends or something you hear on the radio, the worship team. Now, the worship team does it for me. I get a lot of a lot of good things when I listen to music. This is trying to talk to me. You see, this is a human being trying to get a dog to do something they want him to do. They don't really understand, but we've been through this enough to know, oh, he wants me to go through that door. It must be okay, right? My master wouldn't do something to me that's bad. So you go through the door. Good dog. Now he receives the treats. He's getting all the petting and all the loving, and you can jump up on my bed and sleep with me all night long. But when I say get down, 
don't make me drag you down off the bed to get my spot back. You know, they'll jump in your warm spot, right? Is that what you're doing with God? And then, of course, when he's got the choker collar on you and he's pulling you along and dragging you, you think it's something bad. How is he going to get the job done? We're not good at taking commands. So all through the, uh, the Bible, well, they use this analogy of the good shepherd and the flock and the lamb. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're the flock, and Jesus is the good shepherd. So I want you to think about how a shepherd takes care of his flock. Now, you guys that are farmers, you'll probably understand this. To steer a flock, you have to use a lot of commands, a lot of different tools. Somebody might ride on a horse. Pastors are the sheepdog. We're the dog you'll send out to round them up. See, I'm not the shepherd. I'm just trying to help the shepherd take care of the flock. So what kind of commands are you getting to keep the flock together? Unless you hear this voice tell you, get back in a group, we want to wander. We stray away. We start to slip away. The temptation of the grass that's greener on the other side of the fence is so great, we'll start to stick our head through the fence. We will test the electric fence to see if it's working. We'll find a hole in the fence, and we'll go through it. We love these things that are distracting us from the rest of the flock. However, the Good Shepherd tells us that we are better together to stay in the flock. And he will protect us. This is what a shepherd does. He would sleep out in the, the pasture with them all night long. This was his job, to take care of these animals. He would guide them to exactly what they need. Food, water, shelter, care. This is the good shepherd. And that's what he's trying to do for his flock. That's you. How are you doing? Are you staying in the flock? When something happens in a herd of animals and one cries out, it's hurt, something has happened, it's trapped, and it cries out, we do that too. The good shepherd comes running. They're calling for the shepherd to come. Help me, save me, protect me. That's what we do too. We get in a bind, then we cry out for the good shepherd. That hole in the fence that was so tempting to get to that green grass, your head is now caught in that fence. And you're crying out for the shepherd to save you, to protect you. And it's all because you strayed away. You did not stay in the flock. What does he have to do to you to get you back where he wants you? to get you back through that door we were talking about, trying to guide the animal through the door. He wants you to go through that door. You won't go. You're out there running around. We want to run wild. And so do animals. They don't want to go where the shepherd tells them to go. They want to run wild. The temptation of things outside the fence is huge, and it is for us too. And pretty soon we find ourselves away from the flock. So we're going to talk about the flock. That's you. The good shepherd keeps his flock content. And I don't know how often you guys go for a little drive and you'll see 
a herd of cattle laying on the hillside. They're all laying there chewing their cud. They are content because their owner has given them everything that they need. Why aren't we content that way? Why do we always go for the hole in the fence or uh, some things I don't even want to talk about? It starts to pull you away from the flock when the good shepherd has got everything that you need and will care for you. There's a, uh, a parable in the Bible. It's a parable of the lost sheep. And uh, I want to talk about it a little bit. Luke 15, 4 through 7. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I want to I digest this a little bit. I want to break this down. Here's what happens. The good shepherd had a hundred, and one got lost. The one that was lost was already part of the flock. It wasn't one that he was chasing to add to his flock. It was one of his very own that got lost. Of course, every shepherd wants to go get more and more and have a bigger flock and a bigger flock and a bigger flock, when actually, sometimes the one that you need to chase after is your very own that has gotten away, that has got lost, that started to stray. This says that he had a hundred. That's his flock. And one got lost. How are you doing? Are you still in the flock? Are you hanging with the flock? Or are you actually starting to stray to where you could be lost in an instant? Got your head already sticking through the hole, maybe? You're already looking at that green grass over there? You're starting to stray away from the flock, and pretty soon you're going to be lost. The good shepherd will continue to come after you every time. And parents, you can understand this. I use this analogy all the time. How many times are you going to try to tell your child something? This is what I want you to do. And he runs off. You go get him. You bring him back and say, listen, stay here. There you go. Stay. Don't you do this with your dogs? You want your dog to stay. And if you throw down a piece of meat over there, good luck. That's what happens to us. And the good shepherd is telling us, stay. Stay right here. I don't know how many of you were here for the story of Bella. Bella was a lost dog. And the whole community was looking for this dog. You see, she strayed. The temptation to run out of the house for this good stuff. She didn't even know what it was. She'd never been out there. But she ran out there. And everybody was looking for her. And when she was found, we all rejoiced. I mean, this was a Facebook thing. It was big. But why did she have the desire to run off? This is what we do. We don't even really know what we're chasing sometimes. Sure, maybe the dog would take off after a squirrel or something and find itself lost. But sometimes we just take off. The good shepherd says, 
stay right here. I have everything that you need. Contentment. And we run. We stray. And we go. And we go. And he brings us back. And finally he comes and gets us. You see him brings us back. And oh, we're so grateful. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back. Here we go again. There's even a bigger hole in the fence this time. When you start to stray and you get away from the flock, there are wolves in the bush. And they are peering. They're watching you. They're waiting to make their move on you. This happens to us too. It's because we got away from the flock. You ever seen on television or something where you'll have a herd of uh, buffalo or something and, and one of them gets hurt or, or a lion grabs it and the whole rest of the herd just comes running? That's the church. That's the flock. And here comes the whole herd and chases the lion or wolf or whatever away. How are you doing with staying with the flock? Now, of course, there's one good shepherd and there's one big flock. And then we get into little groups, you see. And, and animals do this too. They kind of get in their different groups. And that's fine. He, he wants it that way and it's okay. But we start to bounce back and forth between groups. And the reason we do this is because we really didn't like what they were eating over there. I'm going to use this as an analogy of animals, you see. Uh, the, the stream over there was kind of starting to dry up and wasn't very interesting. And, you know, there's a couple over there that I just can't get along with. They're just not doing things the way they used to. They're not. I just, You know what? I, I'm going to go to this flock over here. So now we're over here with the new flock, and we, we don't really know a lot of people, but it's it looks good. We were tempted to go over there, and, you know, things all look good, but, you know, pretty soon... They're not quite doing it right either. You didn't think it would. You, you didn't, didn't realize it was going to be like this. So maybe I should go back to my other flock. So now you're back to the other flock, and now you're trying to tolerate some of these things when you don't realize the point is, is that the good shepherd is protecting you. He's watching you. He's keeping you from straying. And when you're going back and forth between flocks, the wolves are watching because you are going to be left alone for a while. And they're waiting to pounce on you. It's better together. It's better as a flock. We are supposed to live in community together, and there's a reason for this. It's better that way. We meet each other's needs. We protect one another. We fellowship together. And when one starts to stray away, the wolves get it. They're peering through bushes, and you can see the glow of their eyes sometimes. You know they're out there. It's not enough to get you back to the flock. When you realize you're getting away from the flock and you're seeing the eyes of the wolf in the bush, why aren't you running back? Is it, and is it making you stop from doing it again? Well, they didn't get me this time. Right, I, can, I can beat the wolf. wolf's not fast enough for me. Now, maybe some of you are fast enough to get away from the wolf. You think this is some kind of a game or something. And the next time you look, and in the bush is a pack of wolves. A whole den full of them. And you don't stand a chance. 
The whole reason is you got away from the flock. We need to examine ourselves once in a while and see where we're at, whether we're actually part of the flock or not. Are we doing what the good shepherd is trying to get us to do? Is he steering us in a direction that we should be going? Absolutely. We know right from wrong. We know we should be staying in this flock. And when we start to stray, we look around and see if anybody's really seeing us or not. And I'll come back to the flock pretty soon. We'll be all right. But boy, that grass looks green over there. Man, that hole in that fence is easy to get through. You know what? I could go through the fence and, and, and have some of that grass and get back across here. Nobody will even know I'm gone. Except the wolf in the bush who's waiting to devour you. Are you straying away enough that you're seeing the eyes of the wolf in the bush? Does it scare you? If you're not running back to the flock, it's obviously not scaring you enough. But this is what happens to us. We start to stray away from the flock. Acts 20:29. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. So we didn't like the way this flock was doing it over here. And we're going to go hang out with this other flock over here. You don't really know them very well, right? And you get in there, and there's wolves in sheep's clothing. And you have made a mistake. You know, my, my other flock was better than this. The good shepherd tried to tell me. But my desire for this, this new stuff, this good stuff, this is what everybody's doing, got the best of me. And I strayed from my flock to do this other thing. And now I am in the presence of wolves. Now what are you going to do? You're going to cry out to the shepherd? Are you anywhere near sight of the shepherd? Can he even hear your voice? You're so far away. This happens. I want you to examine yourself and find out whether you're actually part of the flock or not. The flock comes to the barn and eats together. It drinks together. It benefits from the protection of the multitude being together. And, of course, they have the good shepherd there to protect us, to heal us to work with us on the things that we need working on. The other flock over there might be, might be looking pretty good, but the good shepherd doesn't seem to be around them very much. In fact, I can't even hear his voice, but it's cool. I'm having a lot of fun. But I don't hear the good shepherd. I don't see the good shepherd. In fact, nobody's even talking about the good shepherd. Is there even a shepherd here? This is what happens to us. Make sure the shepherd's there. Make sure the shepherd is watching over that flock as well, and not the wolves, because they're waiting to pounce on you. There's a couple things you can think about whether you're straying or not. I'm not a big guy about making notes. So just in your head, I want you to think about some of these things. You might be straying if you do not hear the shepherd's voice anymore. You don't come to the barn and feed with the others. You are in the company of those that are not in the flock. That would be a pretty good sign. You find that there's barriers between you and the flock. And I'm going to expand on this a little bit. These barriers are terrible. 
Now, in your head, you can, you can use the analogy of a fence. You can't get back across the fence. Here's what happens. We say, I cannot be part of that flock anymore because of what you did. That's a barrier. I cannot go and visit that flock because there's people there that I know did some bad things before. That's a barrier. I cannot be part of this flock because of what you said to me. Fences, barriers. You're, you've got this barrier between yourself and the flock for some reason that the flock did. So now you're going to go try another flock and you're not sure you're hearing the, the shepherd's voice there. You know, the old flock wasn't so bad. And, of course, the good shepherd was such a good provider and such a good protector that maybe that little barrier I had with those wasn't so bad. You ever think about that? What's this barrier you got between you and the flock? If the wolves are chasing you often, you are probably not part of the flock. How often are you seeing the eyes of the wolves peering through the bush? When you see the eyes of the wolves more often than you have before, or more often than you care to, you're probably not part of the flock anymore. Or you just straight away. You've gotten a little too far out. These would be things that happen in our lives that are not good. The shepherd's voice is not audible anymore. I can't even feel his presence. And the eyes are watching all the time. We don't, we don't look for the shepherd enough. We don't, we don't watch for the shepherd enough. We get straight away and we don't look back. When you find yourself away from the flock, why aren't you bolting back? i got to find them. I, I can't go on. i got to go back. We don't do that. We just keep going. Nothing's wrong with it, right? I still feel good. Nice day out. Grass is green. Instead, we should be turning back and looking for the shepherd, listening for his voice. And when we don't hear it, when we don't see him, why aren't we running as fast as we can? If there's a barrier between you, jump over it. Get back to the flock. This is how we were meant to live. But we like to stray. We really do. We want to run wild. Just like Bella, just bolted from the house, ran away. We have this natural urge to run wild. We live in a sinful world, and we are of a sinful nature. But we can control our actions. And when we see barriers between us and the flock, we're not, we're not responding quick enough. We're not watching and listening enough. We're better together. We're better as a flock. And when we find ourselves in the company of people that are not in the flock, you can start to see the eyes of the wolves peering in the bushes. Look around sometime. You'll see them. They'll walk right up to you and say, come on, come on. You know what they're going to do to you when they get you in the bush? You ever been out walking in a field and you come across a spot that's a mess. Something terrible has happened here. It's bloody. 
there's fur or feathers or bones. Something, something has happened here just terrible. Something died. You ever think about that this animal in this, this kill spot got too far away from the flock? Was all by itself. Next time you see such a thing, I want you to think about whether you have strayed. That's what happens when we do not have the Good Shepherd in our life. That's what will happen to you if you do not listen to the Good Shepherd, if you do not let Him guide you. Now there's some good news here. You see the spot. And it's actually what the Good Shepherd did for you. He got out there ahead of you and took your spot. He took that for you so that you would be all right. John 10, 11, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When you were straying, the Good Shepherd got out in front of you, and that was his kill spot. That was him. And it should have been you. You strayed. You got away. But he is such a good shepherd. He got out there, and the wolves attacked him. But it should have been you. That's when you decide to run back to the flock as fast as you can. And you get back there, and the good shepherd's there. He's back. He's alive. And he explains to you what has happened, that you were straying, and he went out there ahead of you, and he took your spot. He became the lamb for the wolves, so you didn't get it. And he's alive. The good shepherd is there, alive and well. And you say to him, I saw the spot. Thank you for what happened there. Thank you for what you did. And he said, I was there. I was there. But that spot you saw is where I killed the wolf for you. He takes out the wolf and lets you walk free. He paid the price and he'll kill the wolf for you. Examine yourselves today, this week, and see whether you're part of the flock or not, whether you're interacting with the flock. And actually ask yourself if you want to be part of the flock, because that's where the good shepherd's at.